I'm not 5'9 anymore. I'm 5'10. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Makes you a big boy. I'm a big man. I'm a big man coming in. And welcome back to Give It To Me Straight. I'm Alex. And I am John. And we are your hosts. Gracious hosts. <laughs> How are you, my queen? I'm good. It's uh, morning time. Wow. <laughs> I'm enjoying my coffee. I think this is like my second or third cup. I don't feel like I'm putting enough coffee beans or whatever grounds in the coffee. You have to do one scoop per cup of coffee. I know, but our, we have like an old school, like, what is it? What I call Percolator. It? Percolator. My grandmother's Faberware. That's not your grandma's. Well, I ha well that one broke. Oh, the same, similar one. But it, I put in 12 cups of water, so I put 12 heaping scoops of coffee grounds in there. Just like 12 teaspoons. I don't know. Google it. Because I feel like the little canister I put it in is like to the top. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be one scoop per cup. I don't know exactly how many. I would like scoops. to get a coffee expert on here to let me know if I'm like, am I drinking too much coffee? Jen, your sister has an espresso and I feel like everyone loves Nespresso. I don't. It's a pain in the ass. Like, I don't want to like sit there and like Wait move a bunch pod. of move a bunch of like moving pieces to make a coffee no, switches. No, it's not. It's not an espresso machine. I said Nespresso. It's like the pods. It's basically like a Keurig, but it's nicer. Oh my God. You thought I meant like espresso? I, I think Jen had one of those. She did. She had a whole espresso machine where you like pack it in and then like a bunch of switches to it to like make this one little cup. And it's huge. Yeah. Very cumbersome. It takes up so much counter not space. Not worth it. That's like something that we both agree on. We don't want things to take up counter space. Right. Like we don't need any I'm a more minimalist for sure. Okay. You're not a minimalist, John. What are you talking about? I have nothing. Okay. You I have, I, the only thing I need is my PlayStation and that <laughs> bad boy is like seven years old. All my clothes are from high school. <laughs> you know, all I need is a TV, a chair and my PlayStation. And sure. Yeah. But like, as far as like things I, I need. You're like looking around, you're like, I wouldn't have any of this shit if it wasn't for you. I'd have one fork, any of these one plate, one cup. That's the other thing Alex and I talk about is we're doing all this stuff you, to this house. You think like pillows, you think everything is a fucking knickknack though. You think a pillow is a knickknack. We're digressing. Why do you need to throw pillows if we don't use okay, them? Okay, we're, we're moving on from this. But, this could but, be but I am thinking like, you know, to our house, it's finally like coming together. We haven't even been in it in a year, but we're already talking about moving again. And <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to put any effort into this house. No, we're hiring movers. Moving, you get to a point in life where I feel like you've moved yourself so many years and then you're just done. It is more dangerous to move ourselves than right. to just hire movers. I meant more so like, I don't feel like putting any more work into this house. Like I don't want to put up more knickknacks on the wall or paint something or whatever, just unless it's going to add resell value to the home okay you know yeah, that's fine that's fair i think that's where some renters run into problems too because when i rented houses my entire life i always like hung things painted walls like made it a livable space because i don't know if you're gonna be there the majority of your time you want it to be a nice spot that you're living in so you know even if we're li leaving here in a year i i still want to make it look nice i get that i mean I guess just in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm leaving this place. So it's hard for me to want to like maximize effort into making it look presentable. Well, that's why you have me. It's a balance. That's right. 
<laughs> anyway, so before we jump into what we're talking about today, dive in. Let's go. Highs and lows. You want me to go first? No, I'll go first. I'll start with my low because it's always going to be the weather. I hate the cold. Boring. Boring. <laughs> it's so cold. It went from literally being 75 degrees to snowing. I don't think it was 75. Uh, it was hot. I was, was complaining warm. about the heat and now I'm complaining about like the Like four cold. days later. Yeah, it starts snowing. That's um, wild. But not even the weather. It's just like there's been so much going on work related that I feel like I haven't had time to leave the house. And so I haven't really done anything like even food shopping to me is therapeutic, like going to Trader Joe's, going to Target, you know, little, sprinkle little home goods in there. And I just feel like I haven't left. Well, isn't your low driving? Oh, it could be because I feel like I don't drive anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, I forgot how to do this. <laughs> like, yeah, like a complex about driving at I night. I bet that that happened to a lot of people after COVID because everyone was working from home. People weren't going out as much, obviously. So your driving is cut in half. Right. You're not commuting. So I bet a lot of people lost some driving skills. I could see that. Yeah. You're going from like just you in a home to now you're in like traffic on a highway or something. Yeah. Right. So what's that's your, your, that's your, your low? low? You're not, what's your high? Do we take turns or why don't you just get through them all? Go no, because I like to end on a high note. Like I don't want to like jump back down to your low. My low is so Alex's uh, dad and sister they're on their way to Florida. So they stopped in Virginia for the night. Um, my low is I feel a little bad because I think I poached your dad. I'm going to kind of blame my dad for that, though. You know, your dad showed up, we started making cocktails. And then my dad came over and he's like, let's go look at the golf course. Let's go to my buddy's place who's got a kegerator. And we kind of like left you and Brianna for like four hours. Yeah, I was like, cool. Don't see my dad for a month. <laughs> and you hijack him for the few hours that he's here. In my defense, I didn't really talk that whole time. It was just our dads talking shop about construction. And they're both handymen. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's it's fine. I'm sure your dad needed a little male bonding. Bro time. Anyways. time. Yeah, I guess my high is. Oh, so you just feel bad. I feel bad for you. Yeah, yeah you should. That's. <laughs> <laughs> But my high is I'm glad that they, he came. You know, you finally had a family member visit one of our homes. So true. I have to twist all the arms to get family members to come down to visit me, but it's fine. <laughs> I got 50%. Got yeah. yeah, I got one parent. Maybe one day another parent will come. I'm the middle forgotten child, so no one right. gives a shit about me. But uh, no, I would say that my high isn't the fact that they came to visit, but they did come to visit. And we have a super clean house because of it. Like, you know how when you have a party or if you have people over, like it's a great excuse to do a deep clean to your house. Right. I feel like your car, your house, your room, the messiness is a reflection of your life. And so if it's pretty messy, you're probably like feeling very chaotic in where you're at in life. And I feel like before they came, I was like, my brain was scattered everywhere. Right. Like I had laundry everywhere. I just like, I don't know. So when they came, we did it like a deep clean to the house. And so I feel I feel like at peace in our space right now. Oh, I'm like, ooh, good. I like this. Like, I feel like I could be so much more productive. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I was pretty nervous, your dad coming up because Alex's dad works on like million dollar homes in the Hamptons. Like he has his own like construction company. And I was just waiting for him to just like pick apart our house. He still did. I mean, a little bit, but not not too bad. He still walked around the house and was like, these doors are cheap. They they saved millions <laughs> just by using these pans and these knobs and blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, he like, destroyed our shower. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, you got a pan shower floor? I'm like, no. I don't even know what the fuck yeah. that means. <laughs> it, the, instead of like doing a custom tile job right. on the ground. But yeah, so he just was walking around our house. But you know what? We fucking have a house. We have a roof over our head. Right. And it is fine. So I don't I don't really give a shit. But overall, he liked it. Yeah. So, you know, I'll take that. 
Yeah. Halfway satisfied. So that's good. So last episode, we had a question, a listener write in about family members showing up empty handed to parties. Really resonated with us. Yeah. So this week we are going to talk about etiquette, but not necessarily etiquette like what fork you should fucking use that's, at the dinner that's table. That's all which, you know, no, my but, friends did do that. Yeah, but that also falls under like an etiquette, like dinner etiquette category. Right. But it's not, you know, like, oh, should you, how much should you tip or should you get up for someone who's pregnant or elderly on the subway? Like this is... Like normal etiquette. Like with your friends right. and family just hanging out. So for example, like you go over to someone's home and don't take your shoes off. I feel like that's pretty rude. Like you should ask them hey, can I leave my shoes on or do you want me to take my shoes off? Because I know I'm bad at this. For instance, like I was raised in a house where my mom was like, take your shoes off at the door. Like she would be pissed if you didn't take your shoes off at the door. But as an adult, I don't care if people take their shoes off in my house, but we also don't have kids. Like I know that if some people care about like the dirt and the germs being like brought into their house, I'm like, I'll just vacuum it later. Like it's fine. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? But it you have to respect whoever's home you're walking into. So instead of just assuming that they don't give a shit if you take your shoes on or off. It's like, like the ask. best option. Yeah. yeah. Say, hey, like, do you want me to take my shoes off? Or just automatically take your shoes off. Right. I don't think that ever really bothered me when we had like hardwood floors. But now that we have like rug. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's like, going to stain. Right. <laughs> Especially, well, Kobe's paws. I'm like, we got to wipe his paws But off. I also want to keep my shoes on because it adds a little height, you know? Oh, Gives yeah. Gives me a little uh-huh. height coming in the door. I'm like, I'm not 5'9 anymore. I'm 5'10. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Makes you a big boy. I'm a big man. <laughs> I'm a big man coming in. But I think ultimately, again, just like respecting whoever's home you are going to, like we talked about in our last episode, not showing up empty handed if someone is hosting you. I guess it's that that's the thing, though, right? Like you have to be in that mindset where you're going into a situation and be like, what is the best way to go about anything? What's the most um, courteous thing I can do? You'd have to look at every situation like that. Going to a restaurant with your friends, be like, you have to go in that mindset of, am I just paying for myself? Am I splitting the bill? Am I like, what are you, you doing in that situation? Living in both New York and North Carolina. Well, now we're in Richmond, but I feel like down in Raleigh, they automatically, if you were with a group, split your checks. But in New York, it's always one check. Because New York's in the stone age. The, <laughs> no. the place is like cash is king. You can't... Only cash. No one like... When you use a credit card in New York, you're like frowned upon. Well, because everyone's doing things under the table, so... <laughs> Still, and then like you can't split it... Well, you can't split a check like multiple ways. Well, Most of the restaurants... No, you can. I just feel like that they don't automatically... They're like, well, you fucking add it up and then you tell yeah. me what I should... So, but that's it too. It's like if you're if you're going to dinner with a group of friends, like figuring out who's splitting what, are you going to itemize things? Are you going to nickel and dime? Like setting those expectations beforehand so it's not fucking weird. But also like the one thing that I hate that happens, but again, it's a, it's a matter of like taking notes about like the group of friends here with going out to bars, buying around, and then people never like reciprocating that and it's like it's fine like i don't buy around with expectations of someone else getting around but i definitely do take note if they are then going up to the bar and getting their, and own, getting drink. their own drinks and it's like again if it comes down to financials i totally understand but like when it's not that it's uh, just if like, it goes down to financials you why don't even be at the bar well no 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 because sometimes if you're like i'm tight on cash you go to the bar and 
you, what no, are you expecting? I mean, like if someone is like, I can't afford drinks for everyone. Like, all but, the- I, but I will take the drink that you're giving me. Again, that's why I'm saying just take mental notes and be Ugh. like, then just get your own drinks. You know, don't even run into that. But to me, etiquette is if like we're out with your friends and one of them grabs us drinks, I'm going to grab them drinks the next time. Right. It doesn't mean I have to buy shots for the entire bar, but it's kind of just like, or do you say, do you need anything? I'll put it on your tab. Just like kind of being mindful and thoughtful. I could see where that could be tough at a point. Like, say you go to see one of your friends, right? Right. And your one friend is with like six people that you don't know. Right. And he, you, like you first got there and he buys around for everyone. Then you're like, fuck, do I? Yeah, but then you just like, I would say if I was like going up to the bar, I'd be like, does anyone need anything? You know, just like. Whis- make in a whisper. <laughs> yeah, does, hey, anyone, does everyone Because I am not going to buy you all fucking strangers. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know your name. I mean, again, I think reading the room, feeling out your audience and just kind of like getting a feel for that. But I think number one is always sh- not showing up empty handed, but respecting who, wherever you are, whoever space it is like never leave a mess never like go into someone's home make a mess and leave it leave Leave a a, leave a place better than you found it yeah or how you found it like if you or at least how you found it yeah yeah at least how you it doesn't need to be better but like don't make it worse right don't like rummage through their kitchen and leave a mess and just walk away like clean up your fucking mess right there's a dishwasher. You're an adult. <laughs> You're an adult. No one needs to coddle you or like clean up after you. Right. But again, it's like treating people how you would want to be treated. Ultimately, respecting their space, respecting them. Yeah. Um, I mean, but there's all sorts of things, uh, you know, going on a trip, splitting gas with your friends. Like, don't make them pay for everything. I mean, I think the older that you get, though, it comes very it's not it's not nickel and diming. Like, I don't know the last time I asked my friends for gas money, but I think it's like, oh, Alex drove. We're going to get this like we'll cover this or Or offer to drive. Do something. Yeah. Like, I think that it always evens out. But if you're with a group where like no one is offering up, I can imagine that being like we have great friends and like the groups that we hang out with are great at getting the bill or making it even so like if we cover one thing they'll cover the next thing and not really nickel and diming but i feel like when you're younger it's not always like that or there are certain groups that you hang out with and it is a little bit more stressful right if you were that nickel and dime person or you're that cheap person and that's tough that's gonna be tough like that's the last people i want to go on a trip with again you can't like knock someone if they can't afford something but i think knowing you're don't go on the trip don't do these things where if, like if you know like if we're all going on a trip together we're all splitting the same amount doing the same things like it's easier to, to split bills and to split payments where if you're gonna nickel and dime if you're that type of person like if you're gonna be a tight ass don't then do your own trip like do your own thing you're just gonna be well, making everyone else right. miserable or i think it's about communication and you set those expectations beforehand like hey uh john and i are not gonna go on this excursion <laughs> because we don't want to pay for it or we don't want to we're gonna get a separate check because you guys drink top bar and we're bottom shelf you know what i'm saying like i think you have to set those expectations beforehand otherwise you're going to be set up for failure right i think a huge etiquette thing that like rubs me the wrong way is when i'm hanging out with someone and they're not engaged in conversation oh, with distracted. me distracted and yeah like there's nothing worse than talking to someone and the whole time they're just like on their phone or like even in a group of people like if you're hanging out with someone and there's that one person who's just like talking to someone else so they're not an active like people that aren't if you're not an active listener 
not just that, because you could still be in there and not be an active listener. You're just distracted by your phone. Like you're having side conversations or scrolling on social media and you're not engaged in what's happening in front of you. That's fucking rude. Right. I don't know if that makes me more upset or if I'm talking to somebody and I can literally see on their face that they're not paying attention, but they just have what they want to say, like locked and loaded, ready to go. They're just waiting for a pause in your sentence. You know, that that's not active listening. Like they just got to talk over you or they need to say they're I understand that but at the same time as someone who like loves to fucking talk sometimes you think of a point and you don't want to forget what your point is yeah that's terrible though like I hate that yeah because yeah, you yeah, need no, to be listening no. to what that person's saying and it's right. not like so you're not going to listen to me but I have to listen to what you're going to say after you cut me off because what you're saying is more, more important. important right like, again again it comes down to respect I think that whenever I like call my mom I can always tell if she's busy doing something else because if I'm t if I'm talking to her and her responses are slow or they don't really make sense. I'm like, mom, what are you answering emails? Like, what are you doing? I'll call you later. She's like, oh, sorry, I'm distracted doing this. I'm like, then don't answer the phone. I'll talk to you later. But that's like why if I'm busy doing something and I'm not in a headspace to speak to someone, I just won't answer my phone. I'm like, I'm in the middle of working. I will not answer. That's smart. That's that's good that you're aware of that and yeah. you're able to do that. Yeah. And then I'll call you back. And then if you're not in a place that you could chat, <laughs> we'll just play phone tag for the rest of our lives. I feel like the only time I talk or if I'm ready to talk to somebody is either I'm walking Kobe or I'm driving somewhere. Yeah. Like, I, I think those are like the only two times I want to be on the phone. It's so true. Like, because when you're driving, you don't have anything else that you're doing with your hands except like paying attention to the road. So that's like the perfect time to call people. But the worst is when other people are on the road and, and you know they're on the road and you're like, I'm not on the road. So I can't talk to you right now. I'm doing something. Right. You're like, am I picking up this phone call? Am I committed to what's yeah. about to go down? Yeah. For however long your commute is. How do you feel about being on time? Oof. 100%. Because that's like part of etiquette as well. It's also part of my like OCD. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I need, if there's any kink in the plans, I'm going to lose my mind. I think like growing up in sports, it was like if you were not 15 minutes early to practice, you were late. Like you had to be there ready to warm up like at the time that practice started. But I feel like depending on what it is that you're going to, I'll, I've definitely shown up late to things like gatherings. But me knowing, like I feel like party etiquette is like, oh, I'm not going to be the first one there. Yeah, like you never want to be the first one at a party. But but, Which, but I'm okay with because I know in my head, like I'm purposely being late. I would rather if I'm having a party, I would rather have people show up late than come too early. But but I think that there's a window. Don't show up an hour late. You could come like between 30. If I say seven, come by like 730. If you're here at eight after I told it's you like seven, disrespectful. yeah, I'm like yeah. annoyed, but like, you're not the life of, you're not like, oh, everyone praised me. I got here. You know, like the party's not about you. But if you're meeting someone for dinner, that's a different story. You're not like, you can't show up late to that. I'm not going to wait at a table for you and sit there for 20 minutes while you're finding parking because you decided to scroll on Instagram when you should have been doing your wings right. liner. <laughs> what is, didn't your grandmother's like family from Italy show yes. up early to Christmas? Oh my or God. Something? And it like stressed her the fuck out. So yeah, my grandma in New York, she had her cousins or family members from Italy come over and because of the time change, they woke up so early on Christmas day, she was supposed to have people over at three and they showed up at 1130. I would die if i had like still in your sweatpants like no oh, she shit. said that they were like still in their pajamas just like opening presents and then like 
like five of the family members just showed up at the door and they're like, we're early. And like oh. none of them spoke English. <laughs> so she was like, I have to now prep the food. I had hours of time that I was Did none to of them get. speak English. I think one of them spoke broken English, but the other um, family members didn't speak your any English. Your 85 year old grandmother trying to have a conversation she knows with like them. 10 words. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like having people show up earlier would stress me out. I'm not I'm not ready for your presence yet. Right, right. <laughs> Going off of parties or like family gatherings or whatever you're doing, like you're hosting a party. I just like there's a lot of things I think bother me about the situation. Well, a lot of things bother you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but like, don't show up to my house with a random person that you didn't ask if they can come, which I would be fine with if you told me ahead of time. But like, I just hate when people automatically assume things are OK. I mean, understandable. I think it also depends on like what your threshold is with like go with the flow because I'm very I don't give a I don't give a shit. Like right. it's fine, um, especially because when we do host, we always have enough for triple the amount of people that are actually there. Right. So I think what we are good at is we don't assume that people are going to bring anything. You can't ever assume anything from anyone. You can only be a good person yourself. You know what I mean? And so it's like if you are going, that's like what I was saying. When you go to get a round at the bar, don't buy it assuming that someone is going to buy you a round also. Like buy it with good intentions. And if people don't reciprocate, then you don't have to buy them another round. Right. But do it out of the goodness of your heart because you want to, not because you're doing it. Because wow, that's, that's so true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not I know, because they're yeah. going to get it for you and repay you. Like, do it because you want to, not because you think you think they're gonna, you're going to get something from it in return. When it comes to our relationship and like hosting events and etiquette or whatever, I think you and I both have strengths and weaknesses. Mine is I'm rigid. You are so much. Would you more consider that a strength or a weakness? Weakness. <laughs> I'm rigid, and you're very go with the flow, and that's great and great to be like that. But you're also kind of passive in a way where like you don't want to offend anyone or well, like hurt anyone's feelings, and where I'm like. But, but stuff does bother you. Well, right. Like if someone does show up like empty handed or if, if they were like, oh, I'm going to bring this and then they don't and have no explanation or, you know, wh whatever it is. I feel like that's like a, a dumb example. But like one thing that really gets me is like when you, at the end of the night, if like no one's helping, if you're just sitting down, you would be like, yo, motherfucker, get up and help right. us clean the kitchen. I would probably not say anything. It's also who you're comfortable with. I don't think I would yeah. say it to like a random person that came. Mm, I think you would. <laughs> but I would, I guess I would kind of give them the You'd benefit say, of the doubt. to chest, get your ass <laughs> up in the chest, kitchen. Kick rocks, let's go. Well, the thing is every, there's always something to do. And so that's what it is. Like if you're just sitting around not helping when other people are up and moving around, like there's always something that could be done to help expedite the cleaning process after someone's helped hosted you right i don't know again i think it's also surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals like i can't think of any of my friends who just sit around or don't help or like everyone is very respectful of one another but i think it's also weaning out the people who don't respect you well it's throughout just your being life. a fucking adult yeah just be an adult or just a kind person and respecting others that's what it comes down to but show respect get respect you know what we should do a wedding etiquette episode because the amount of shit that we see at weddings, right? I'm like, what the fuck? But uh, that'd be an another time, another time, another day, another dollar. All right, so shall we jump into our segment? Would, Would you rather, rather wake up naked in the forest five miles from your home or in your underwear at work? And I'm just gonna say this you're working in a building like cubicle style, not here because. Why don't you just say like 
a wedding because that'd be just oh, like, okay that's, yeah that's or at a wedding our, or at a that's wedding what our job is or in, or in your underwear at a wedding uh probably in my underwear at a wedding because like it's basically like being in a bathing suit and i'm fine with that i'll just be like hey I need to go get a jacket. You're like, hey, you're fired. (laughs) (laughs) You can't work here anymore. Uh, Yeah, because being naked in a forest, like, am I, like, how vulnerable? I'd be, like, literally in the elements, cold. Right, and you probably still have to, like, cross a street or something to get to the house. Oh, my God, no. People are still going to see you naked. So exposed. Okay, well, mine's also about being naked. So, John, would you rather your neighbors see you naked, like, fully butt-ass, dick-out naked, or accidentally send a nude to a relative. Nude to a relative. What? I would rather because I've, I've sent a nude by accident to someone before, and you hated it. Yeah, it still haunts you to this day. So why would you? We move so much. Like I'm sure my neighbors have already seen me naked. That's true. There's a lot of windows in here. I would rather a neighbor see me naked because again, we're like I don't care. You're right. I take that back. <laughs> You'd rather, I'd rather, my you'd rather, yeah, you'd rather send your, your, <laughs> your I, you know what, I didn't really, I didn't really think about the question. No, definitely my neighbor. Okay. I was about to say. Yeah. When are we moving? <laughs> was that it? I guess so. Yeah. That's all. Th- the, those were pretty, all, those yeah. are pretty easy. Easy peasy. So let's just jump into our segment. Give it to me straight. Where we, we answer all your burning questions. All right. Fabulous job, John. <laughs> Hi, Alex and John. I am wondering if you could still work on yourself while in a relationship. I am 23 and my partner is almost 30. We've been together for two years now and we have been on the same page about our future and want to spend the rest of our lives together. Everything has always been awesome and he treats me amazingly, but lately I have not been feeling like myself. I am a fun, outgoing person and he is not at all. I dance at weddings and he sits in the corner and watches. I like to go out with my friends and he likes to stay in and watch documentaries. He is someone that never wants to clean because he works all the time. I'm a wedding photographer, so I am constantly home editing, but subconsciously left to do the cleaning, cooking, and laundry. I also travel a lot and come home to messes constantly. He never wants to go out and do anything unless we are eating out, which is all the time. He never wants to go to the gym. And before him, I kept a clean house, exercised regularly, ate well, and stayed focused on my photography business, passion, etc. We also recently moved to a new city, same state. My photography business has been struggling where back home I was not. I'm missing my friends and clients back home and I have been feeling so down about it because we moved so he could find work in the culinary field where he couldn't in our old town. He was struggling back home and I wasn't. And now that is flipped. I constantly bring up my frustrations and feelings and they get brushed off every time. I know he loves me and says he'd do anything for me, but lately I have just not been feeling like myself. It has been hard to focus on myself because I want to spend time with him, but not the kind of time where we work and work and come home and do nothing at all. I want to be in a committed relationship, but I also feel like I'm still young and have skipped past the fun part of my life, but losing him is an awful thought. He is my best friend and the best boyfriend in the world, but he uses his age and job as an excuse to come home and sit around and do nothing. I understand he is tired, but so am I. I'm sure as you know, weddings take a damn toll on you and coming home to a mess or someone that just sits around is the last thing anyone wants to do. I miss my gym motivation. I miss my drive for photography and I miss my clean spaces. I also miss feeling like someone is attracted to me and wants to take me out and show me off. It all adds up and puts me down. I want to bring that back for myself, but I also have our relationship to focus on too. Is there a way to work on this or is it a lost cause? Girl, girl, I have so much to say about this. I just feel like you answered your own question there. Um, 
I just feel like you are truly not happy or yourself in this relationship. And to me, that is like red flag number one. If you're not feeling. I think I think the, the hard spot is like, you notice at the very end, she was like, I also have a relationship to work on. I feel bad because if you were like, ah, oh, I feel like this relationship is coming to its end, you know, also, then you could really. No, but I'm just saying like she could really dive into herself. But she's in a tough spot. She's like, I really love him. And I really like love where we're at. The issue when you're in a relationship is that obviously the person who you're with, you love them. You want it to work out because it's comfortable and you've envisioned a future with him. The last thing that you want to do is think about a world without this person because you also want to think that they're going to change. So my first thing is, have you had this conversation with him before about helping around the house, maybe being more motivated, doing things together? Like, has this been a conversation that you guys have had before? If this has been a consistent pattern after you've brought this up, I think it's best for you to maybe take a break or split up because you're now, it's now affecting your happiness and your goals and things that you want to do in your, your passion. life. It's fucking up your passion. Yeah. And Again, like you're not trapped with someone. And I don't know, you you were like, oh, he's the best boyfriend in the world. But like Is you said, he? you said that after going down the list of like all these things that you're clearly struggling with with him, like he's not motivated, he's sitting around. And again, we're only getting your side of the story, but I just feel like if this is how you're feeling currently, and this is after you guys have like addressed these issues. I just think that you need to do what's best for you as opposed to like waiting on someone else to change and level up to you because you need to grow as a person. You need to explore your passions, careers, goals. Like don't hold yourself back because you're, you want to just be with someone. Look at your future too. Look, look at what's going on right now. Is it going to get better down the road? Is it going to get worse if you get married? What if you have kids? What like, you know, right now you're at a pivotal point where nothing's holding you back. Like if, shit doesn't change you can get out of that it's so true and also i know what this might sound so small but like my exes in the past were kind of like the same as like you said where you would go to a wedding and you love to dance and he's sitting in a corner and some couples might be like that where they're complete opposites and they're they're okay with that and they can work with that but like for me i wanted someone whose energy matched mine in regards to like fun <laughs> my, my energy does not match no no, no but like first off but like you you don't you're sit, cray cry you don't sit down but again like we but you do like you make me laugh like you hit a lot of the things that i feel like i was letting go of or just like excusing in my past relationships because i was like oh not everyone is gonna do that that's okay like opposites attract blah 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 but there if there are certain things that like you, how opposite though you know yeah exactly like if there's certain things that you want in a partner don't just make excuses for them or settle because you feel like this is it and you know they're the only person for you like you can find someone who's great and it's definitely harder when you're comfortable and you love the person like i said the last thing you want is to think about a life without them but i think rose-colored glasses hindsight is you 2020 hit, you hit the nail on the head right there you're comfortable yeah you know you gotta step out of that you have one life yeah you know so short if you're if you're miserable right now and he's not changing at all and the fucked up thing is you'll probably if you break it up break up with him i'm sure that's when he'll like do his change how many people do we know that do right. their change afterwards but like, again like if that's what it took and then like you're gonna be a better person because of it and if it makes them a better person like you just, and you don't know, like they might fall back into their ways or they might find someone who's better suited for them also, just as you will. I just think again, there's no, you're not doing yourself 
any favors by being in a relationship where you're feeling held back. Have the conversation, communicate, and if it's if you don't see a change, you you need to really figure out what you want to do. Yeah. That's bottom line. Question number two, how do you stay motivated to work out every day and be active? For me, it's like I'm trying to keep Alex interested. Oh, so that's if why. that's the case, then I need her to keep me interested too. <laughs> no, for me, it's more of like a hygiene thing. Like you're not going to go a day without brushing your teeth or taking a shower. And so I think that when you incorporate working out as if it's like part of your hygiene like you're not going to finish your day without getting a workout in it's, it's gonna, routine yeah it becomes a routine like i said just as you would put your socks on put deodorant on like you're going to work out like if you just add it to your routine because if you don't then you're going to you're going to notice like something's missing today something's i didn't do something yeah you know? like you wouldn't i don't know again i just once it's part of your routine you wouldn't finish your day without doing this like it's we're just, habitual animals you know like we creatures of habit yeah i like my word but yeah <laughs> okay, sure sure we are creatures of habit you're right and i just you gotta once you get into it you're gonna be okay but you have to that's the hardest part is getting into it it's about being consistent and i think finding something that you like to do also like not everyone likes to cycle like john will hate the peloton but like i enjoy doing that but he likes lifting weights and so i think by finding something that you enjoy doing that's moving your body whether that's going on a walk doing yoga pilates there's so many different forms of exercise dance i had someone who i went to high school with who lost like 50 pounds from dance dance revolution do you remember that game really yes yeah. i could see that yeah such a workout so i think again you have to be coordinated i'd fuck that <laughs> up but yeah finding something that you enjoy doing and that you can incorporate into your routine and it doesn't have to be every day but start slow start setting goals for yourself and say i'm going to do this three times a week and then four times a week and then you just again it's, once you feel better doing it you're gonna be like wow i feel so much better after a workout that you're not going to want to skip a workout anymore that is the number one thing that i've done in my life that like changed that was the best thing i ever did even even overeating healthier yeah because when I started working out, it just the confidence, mm -hmm. building my my own confidence up. My mental health was better. I mean, just so many aspects. I slept better. The way you feel after a workout, I just feel like it's such a high and you just feel like such a better version of yourself. Like you're never gonna regret a workout. I like we need a workout right after this. Yeah, true. <laughs> That's how I wanna start my day though, too. You know? Right. Shower afterwards and you're good for the day. Good for the day. You already did your your routine, you're ready to go. But yeah, I think it's just like incorporating it how you would any type of hygiene or daily habit that you do. Okay, question number three. I'm the youngest and only daughter trying to move out with my long-term boyfriend. How do I tell my super religious mom, help? Just run away and then tell her. <laughs> then call her from whatever destination nope. you arrive at. That sounds like <laughs> horrible advice. Wait, how old are you? She just said she's the youngest daughter. I mean, if you're an adult, if, do you. By you, law, you can do what you want. Right, true. If you're 18 and you can afford to do it yourself, th that's, that's I think, the biggest thing is if you're still financially asking for help from your parents or your mom, that might that might be a little, it might be a little bit more difficult to really step away. Right. If, if you're, you're like, independent, I need, I need you to help pay my rent with my boyfriend that I'm moving out with. But if you're an independent person, um, having the conversation, I think that you need to be in a neutral place. Don't have other people around 
and just one-on-one like that way she knows it's an important thing to you and that you are an adult you are looking forward to this next step in your relationship with your boyfriend and that you're mature and although you know she might not agree because of her religious beliefs it's what you want and what's going to make you happy i could just dive so far into that as long as you're, I, that's the number one thing. As long as you are financially on your own, you're independent, you're not getting the support. Well, I mean, you have the support there if you want it, but you don't need the support. Do what you want to do. You know, when our parents were younger, my dad was out of the house when he was like 16. Yeah. I'm not saying be out of the house at 16, but like you're an adult. You're legally an adult. Do what you want to do. It's so true. Like our parents, I feel like we're out of the nest so much younger also because it was more affordable. But that's what I'm saying. If you can afford it, you shouldn't feel like you can't do something if you are an adult and you are independent. Like I think our generation's so coddled. Everyone's coddled. I mean, again, it's more it's more expensive to do things. So a lot of people are living at home into their mid twenties. Okay, first off, on that, yeah, if you want to live somewhere like a city or whatever, but you can fucking leave, go out in the rural areas, and you could survive. I think also though financials aside with that situation it's tough because you don't want to disappoint your family like if they believe something and you were raised a certain way like the, you know you're not supposed to live uh, with it's someone not their fucking life though it's your life like yeah, but you don't want to like completely not have a relationship or you know disappoint anyone your pa- okay i'm not saying don't have a relationship with your family but like if they're disappointed because you're not doing what they in their mind think you should be doing as a doll. Do, do what you want to fucking do. It's your life. Also, you could be doing way worse things. <laughs> you know? like, right. Moving in with your boyfriend is like the least prop, like the least of their worries. You know, everyone's going to go on their own journey as long as you're not like a murderer. <laughs> right. Or doing something like horrible, like a, some horrible and like illegal. Act. Right. right. You're you're still doing what normal people do. I get like parents, they're so invested, right? Like they're the ones bringing you up and all that. But in the end, it's your life. Yeah. I think that's just what we're going to preach on this podcast. It's about communication and life is short, baby. (laughs) Do what you want. (laughs) Give it to me straight. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all that we have for you guys. Yeah. Oh, wait. Do we read a review? Yes. I think I have to read it this time. Yeah, guys. If you're liking our podcast, please leave us a review. We'll read it. Maybe. We just randomly scroll through. So. All right. Tell me one. Tell me one. Eyes are closed. Stop. Love this couple. Ralvera21. Found them on TikTok and I was so excited to learn that they had a podcast. They are real, refreshing, and naturally funny. This is the perfect podcast to listen to, to put you in a good mood. Five stars. Thank you. Thank you. You didn't think to like move the keyboard though. <laughs> well, I couldn't get through one podcast episode without dumping my coffee on the fucking table. Well, like, why are you the most clumsy person I, I know? I don't know. I move my arms around. I move, I fidget a lot. That's just me. I'm on three cups of coffee now. I'm jittery. Anyways, <laughs> thank you everyone for tuning in. <laughs> we will wait. Oh, wait. You could find us on Instagram at Give It To Me Straight Podcast. <laughs> We're on TikTok at Give It To Me Straight. And you could email us at hello at Give It To Me Straight Podcast.com. Like, subscribe email comment and we five will star me see you talk to you next week ciao ciao <laughs> bye, bye.